episode of the Get Into It podcast, the first official episode with like, you know, a topic, a theme. My name is Angel. My name's Kasha. And today we're going to be talking about sexual positivity as Indigenous women through our perspectives and our experiences. Yeah. How are you doing today, Kasha? What did you do today? You know. I just hung out. I chilled. You know what? I had an okay day today. Um, nothing major happened. And yeah. Figuring it out. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> figuring life things out. Yeah. That's all you need to know about my week. How are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm on that like post-period empowerment wave right now. You know, like, I don't know if you go through this, but like through my cycle, it's like, a thunderstorm leading up to it and then the first couple of days as well and then like once that hump's gone you're like ready to fight someone and be like a bad bitch true true that's what i'm on right now yeah i feel like ours is like a little bit off like yours was a week ahead so like now i'm feeling the week that you were feeling right oh, no. now <laughs> it's coming out my thunderstorm's happening <laughs> she's on her thunderstorm I'm on my bad bitch She's on her sunshine, rainbow. (laughs) Yeah, so sex positivity. This is something that's really important to us um, and something we've talked about a lot just in our conversations together and whatever, but we kind of wanted to set the tone, you know, so you could see like this is how we run things over here. This is our perspective and... Yeah, we're not going to be completely talking about sex and everything all the time on this podcast, but it will be brought up. So what does that look like to us, especially as Indigenous women? Also, I do want to firmly clarify that these are our perspectives. People may agree and people may not agree, but, you know, we're not trying to offend anybody or, you know, go against anybody's beliefs. But like these are our experiences as Indigenous women. It's how we've come to understand it. Yeah. You know, we've had a journey there. And it's also, I think, a really good thing that we can talk about these things. Sex positivity is really understanding how fluid it is for everyone. um, And just in general across, you know, the population. And it's about being open-minded, accepting that there's multiple different journeys within like sexuality, discovering your own sexuality, learning about your body. So especially I think for us, sexual positivity is all about avoiding the gender binary and gender roles, especially because that comes from colonial perspectives and ideologies of sex. And as Indigenous women, we have had to work to discover like what that looks like for us using our sort of Indigenous perspective and knowledge to understand sex and to be empowered by being sexual. Right on. <laughs> Rock on. Rock on. Uh, yes, agree with everything that you say. Oh, it's hard for me to talk about like... What does this look like to me without wanting to talk about my journey to becoming sex positive? Because, uh, you know, like I I do believe that there's not supposed to be any like gender roles or traditional ways of sexuality. Like 
that was never a part of my like life. I grew up with a single mom who like allowed me to be comfortable with my sexuality and she gave me the space and treated like this subject as like a normal one and that like sex is beautiful and like sex is like okay and fun as long as you're being safe and like the conversations were never difficult ones i definitely learned a lot from the internet tumblr yes a lot from tumblr Mm -hmm. the different definitions and different sexualities in the world that was a major like eye-opener and educational tool that i would never have learned from school actually like high school sex ed or like elementary school sex ed like yes i was never taught about any of these things just how to have safe sex like that's it and just like just how to have safe sex with like with a male like that was it my sex education was on another level for like a young teen i feel like because i was also learning a lot from tumblr specifically and there was like this youtuber that talked all about like safe sex a lot of things that had to do with like feminism and i knew better type of thing when it came to sex but i wasn't having those conversations at home really i think my parents kind of assumed that like i had no interest in sex and i probably wasn't having sex i think they thought i was a virgin up until my first like serious boyfriend i kind of i did it all on my own but i'm really glad i did and i feel like i introduced like other people around me to like this world of sex positivity on the internet i'm just trying to pinpoint like where in my life like obviously when i was a teenager did i become sex positive because everything that i've learned about sex was from like just sex education from elementary school to like high school tumblr like what my mom was kind of telling me and then porn which is not a good place to learn about sex but then also like my partners taught me so much about what I want in sex and like what I don't want in sex. That all helped my journey to become sex positive. Yeah, one of the things I remember learning was you don't have to fake an orgasm. And I was just like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Woman empowerment. Because again, we're so impressionable by porn and seeing like how hyper-sexualized female bodies are. Yeah, so I remember that was something I never did. I was like, I'm never gonna fake it. And I didn't. I was just left disappointed anyway, so. Wow, I was total opposite. Okay. For all the psycho bitches out there. (laughs) I feel like I used porn as a tool. I like studied it. I like knew what to do. And like I knew (laughs) what moves to do. I knew what sounds to make. I knew like certain ways to like put your body. That would, I don't know, to get a man to like fall in love with you. To like get whatever you want out of sex. But get whatever you want aside from that. That is so stupid as like a teenager to do that. Mm -hmm. And everything we learn is still male centered it's all connected just the way we raise boys again like it comes back to that gendering colonialism we love colonialism (laughs) they've been doing a number on us all of us (laughs) (laughs) so we both as we know had kind of different journeys to becoming like sex positive having that expectation for orgasms or how they're supposed to look in maybe your case how to fake it whereas i'm over here i'm like okay that's something you're not supposed to do (laughs) i said i really said fake it till you make it (laughs) and then she made it (laughs) we were talking about our first orgasms caused by someone else and i think we both said we were surprised that it could happen or like for your very first one by someone else were you surprised yeah i was surprised reading about how women's bodies work i just was like oh 
okay, well, I'm probably never gonna experience those things. I'm probably not wired that way or like, mm -hmm. I'm not, like this isn't supposed to happen for me and like, that's okay. I just like accepted that and then it did happen. And then it really, really happened later in my life and I was like, oh wow, like that was the next level up that I needed. I didn't know I could do that, but I didn't know that I could like squirt and I was like, oh my God, I've been missing <laughs> out. <laughs> Yeah. who are these people <laughs> i didn't need any of y'all yeah so we both kind of had that same mindset we're like yeah well we're wired this way you know like it probably won't happen um but especially for myself i know that i really came to accept i was like all right you know what i don't think anyone else is able to make me finish until one time it was with my first serious boyfriend and something you know started feeling different <laughs> started feeling really good and i was like oh wait keep doing that and then sure enough i came and i was wowed and that was definitely a game changer and you know doors were opening the doors flooded the doors <laughs> are being flooded sex positivity as an indigenous person as a young indigenous person has helped me so much to become more comfortable in my own body understand my body and how everything works and again like i'm still learning and you have to kind of constantly be learning about this kind of stuff to reach a level of comfortability within yourself so everything we're talking about could be viewed it's very taboo and very uncomfortable to a lot of indigenous communities. Why is that? Well, <laughs> I, there's a there's a lot of reasons. Like you know, there's a lot mm -hmm. of drama that happens in our community surrounding sex. It mm -hmm. is hard to talk about. It is yeah. hard to find positivity in sex if you've just had negative experiences or intergenerational trauma. There's a lot of Christianity within our communities. I'm not trying to offend anybody who's religious, but there's a lot of controlling values and ownership of women and power plays that happen with women's bodies and it just doesn't seem like it's their own you know and obviously that stems from colonialism when that happens to communities it's pretty obvious that they're not going to have a good outlook on sex our communities our reserves they've adopted a lot of colonial and patriarchal structures even in how you know our chief and council and everything is set up and that kind of translates into almost every aspect of the communities there are some that have it more than others yeah that eventually translates into how we treat our woman and men and then as well like non-binary individuals and how we view that sex and sexuality but a lot of those patriarchal values does come from the christianity the religious aspect of that and we know that that can be a very positive aspect of a lot of our communities and our families lives however you know there's a lot that's uh, written through that implies very patriarchal values and so it it kind of limits us and makes us feel it makes us feel like sex is taboo like i said um all of these aspects factors they all kind of go hand in hand and they definitely all contribute to why sex negativity i guess you could call it is rampant you could say
in you know indigenous families and communities yes not to mention like the effects of residential school Mm -hmm. and you know how that can continue within like sexual abuse Mm -hmm. and we both come from residential school survivors we have you know all different types of abuse running in both of our families so i guess that's another reason why it's, it's so important for us to kind of break these barriers and these cycles in regards to i don't know religion slash spirituality you might say so for like our traditional value of woman we know we're taught that women are sacred and there's a way that women should act in certain maybe ceremonies or wear certain things yes wear certain things but i feel like that's been very affected by again those patriarchal values they have infiltrated like so many of our systems and maybe even without realizing it they've even come into our own sacred teachings and ways of life so it it can be seen as negative or wrong or weird for an indigenous woman who carries herself in that way of life to be seen as sacred when she's being sexual yeah i think this is why it's a good a good first topic to be talking about Mm -hmm. you know and like why it's so important to be talking about these things Mm -hmm. um as two indigenous women especially that we're young even though we're on our journey still there's so much knowledge that we carry surrounding sex positivity Mm -hmm. maybe someone's looking for you know this kind of conversation or maybe you're having these thoughts but you don't have someone to talk about it with these conversations are for everyone of any identity like our especially our indigenous men they specifically have you know different types of learning to do in this world of sex positivity i feel like again like the patriarchy that colonial patriarchy has affected them in such a different way it affects everyone in such different ways so having these conversations is really important for everyone you might not even notice that you need to be having these conversations Mm -hmm. these thoughts might not even be crossing your head but you know it's important to talk about them they're crossing it now. They, <laughs> they listen to it now. <laughs> I hope younger people who are listening won't just go about their sexual journey just by being educated through high school or elementary school or porn or just online. Like, I hope that you're willing to listen to other people's experiences and, and like learning through experience it helped me and my relation to others in my sexual partnerships i don't know it also helped me learn my my own sexuality and how i view sexuality for me not for anybody else not for my partners not for people who have raised me for me just me yes we hope it encourages you to look further um if this is sort of like an introduction to this for you you know dig deeper do not stop at the school system again because that is not it i am still (laughs) surprised that this like the the curriculum is like just so plain Mm -hmm. like so plain like that i remember i'm like where's all the other sexualities where's i never got pansexual i never got asexual i got gay lesbian straight 
Like, that's it. Like, those are important, but, like, there's so many other sexualities, and there's so many, like, other, uh, like, journeys that people are going mm-hmm. through. Anyway. <laughs> Yo, I'd be on fucking how on YouTube being like, how to make out. <laughs> I saw this. <laughs> I saw this TikTok one time. It was, like, 12-year-old me when my parents see my search history of, like, girls kissing, and then the audio was like, I don't know about that. No, like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like my mom already been now. I, my parents never caught me anything. Thank Should God. Should I tell oh my, my story? I could never. Okay, when I was a little kid, like, three years old, a toddler. If you ever seen Big Mouth, Missy does this. She calls it the wiggle dance or something. Like, I would just, like, wiggle on the floor, <laughs> and I'd be like, ooh why does it feel funny down there <laughs> why does it feel good but i would do it all the time like not knowing like what i was doing <laughs> just knowing that i was like it felt good yeah <laughs> and my mom just was like you can't you can't do this like outside of the house like you can't do this in public or anything but like it's okay to do it <laughs> i guess i like never really thought about it, it that like i was really masturbating yeah. all the time watching movies like just in my living room my mom's just like girl what is my daughter on just like three out here she been on that she- pleasure wave <laughs> been on the pleasure wave i really have i really you know i'm glad my mom didn't like shun me or like yeah like really imagine i would be so scarred if my mom shunned me or was like don't do that mm-hmm. or like you can't do that what are you doing because it is like taboo for women to like masturbate yeah or like talk about masturbation like mm-hmm. publicly i'm just so glad i grew up with my mom making like telling me that it's okay and that like it's healthy and just being human mm-hmm. probably helped a lot it really did maybe a little bit too much <laughs> just oh, kidding yeah. <laughs> she made a hoe <laughs> just kidding a healthy hoe she's a healthy hoe for sure i i can vote for that <laughs> let me let me ask you a question okay. okay do you like define yourself as a label or anything no i guess like a little like a fun fact is that kasha and i both don't use a label to define our sexuality and this isn't something that we just like you know wanted to do for fun or to try to be you know different or whatever be like quirky yeah like genuinely we just both happen to have the same view on not just labels but just also have like the same identity in that sense where we both don't sit with a label it's not even a conversation in my head it has never been a conversation in my head where i was like i need a label and i didn't really think about labels also nobody's like actually asked me because i look Mm -hmm. i'm like a i look like a straight femme but they don't know nothing about me actually i had a sort of opposite journey to accepting this part about myself where i actually did feel like i needed to squeeze myself into a label and i bounced around with a couple and i couldn't i didn't feel right with them um, and then last year I was, I was like, okay, I guess I'll just be 
demisexual because I liked that there was no sort of like gender associated with who you're attracted to but it was based on emotional connection which is very true for me now like I continue to learn more about my body and like I'm attracted to all sorts of people and I just I know there's a word for that too but it feels so right within myself to just let myself sit as just a fluid person living outside of labels i believe that labels are colonial they stem from needing to differentiate people and that othering of people but i think that it's just it's not talked about a lot where you can sit without one you know there are labels they're great like if you sit with a label that's awesome but we both just happen to be labelless and yeah that that's just something about us and I was thinking I think like last night I was like how are we gonna like talk about this but then I was also like what if there's someone listening that also feels that way but feels like they can't sit like that you know True. like I feel like when I was in that stage of feeling like oh shit I need a label mm-hmm. you know if I heard someone else kind of talking about this I would have been like oh it is okay to just there's other people that feel this way yeah so hopefully you know someone who relates or feels sort of the same way you know hears this you are valid as well right also i i do appreciate that there are labels out there uh for people that need help defining themselves need help with their identity um but you know for me i feel a little bit if I do think about the conversation or I do think about if someone were to ask me what my sexuality is, I almost would feel like I would be uncomfortable just having to be like, oh my God, like which, which label do I say? But like for myself, I don't need a single definition for me or who I want to fuck. <laughs> we bat for all teams. And that's okay. Swing batter batter. <laughs> oh my god. I also wanted to acknowledge that there are indigenous people who identify as two spirit. Indigenous people identify as all sorts of labels and again, every single one is valid and this is just us our perspectives and right. I feel like a whole identity surrounding two spirit also give you feel that you're true spirit like you also don't have to label yourself mm-hmm. you know but some do and like that's okay some don't and that's also okay all right i just want to say a big thank you for anybody who's listened or has like you know has listened this far <laughs> <laughs> about um you know our funny little stories and comments and you know our serious talks about um sex positivity and our journeys and like what that looks like to us um yeah i had fun talking about it i like talking about these things uh they're very much important to me and angel so yeah if you want to hear more or you want to you want us to go in depth more about a certain topic that we talked about we could definitely do that yeah i just hope you enjoyed our first actual podcast yeah 
yeah so thank you for listening um just know that we will be talking about all sorts of stuff like we mentioned in our first like really brief podcast we have you know so many different experiences that we want to share and talk about um so be sure to keep up with us and you can follow us on instagram they will be linked mine is my name angel and kasha's is kasha.ad we also have a youtube channel (laughs) where you can see us being not so wild (laughs) down and dirty (laughs) where yeah where we can't be so down and dirty (laughs) at new quays on the blog subscribe over there follow us follow the podcast subscribe to the podcast listen to the podcast yeah thank you guys we hope you enjoy this has been the get into it podcast (laughs) (laughs) the radio talk show